Welcome back, everybody. It's Sarcasm Speaks. Jared and Bob here. And uh, boy, do I have a fucking story to kick this off, huh? So no one knows this, but I had texted you, you know, maybe almost a half hour ago at this point. It was like, hey, I'm going to be running a couple minutes behind. Um, I got uh, I got pulled into playing in a poker tournament, uh, and it's taken a little bit longer than I uh, I thought. Well, uh, here's the fucking rundown. So first of all, shout out to Nick, right? Uh, friend of the show, invited me to... Uh, it's actually Amy's cousin. It's actually, it's where the wedding was. So that the yeah. house where the wedding was her cousin that lives next door, it was at his house. So we go down, there's 15 people, right? It's, they did, they did tournament style, right? Two tables. Um, I think one table had eight people. One table had seven people, whatever it is. Uh, just go, I think, you could buy back for the first whatever, maybe hour and a half. Who knows? Doesn't matter. We were supposed to start at two. We didn't actually start probably until like quarter of three because people were late getting there. So I go in, it's 25 bucks. I'm like, I sure. Yeah, I'll go. It's, it's fucking 25 bucks. I don't really give a shit. So we go, we start playing and it's, fine. We're just playing poker, right? Hanging out, all this shit, whatever. And then it gets to the time where it's like, all right, well, we're kind of getting close. Like I was hoping to be done by like five, right? So I could come back, I can eat dinner, I could shower, I could, you know, do what I need to do before we record. Uh, and didn't happen. In fact, I made it all the way down to the last three. I could not fucking lose. All I wanted to do was lose and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So because of that, I became the biggest fucking asshole at the party because so these guys, they're, they listen they're And I don't know how, how close Nick is with any of these, but Sorry, I guess if if I offend offend you, I would imagine Nick's probably not going to get offended anyway. But like, there's some people here that like think they're like fucking semi pro poker players. Listen, man, like we're in a basement in Seekonk playing poker at a couple fucking like random tables. Like you're not that fucking good, right? Like they're like, oh, this and that is fuck off. You fuck off. You're not that good. You might be good. Like you might be fine, better than average. You play, oh, you play a lot, cool. But like, f- fuck off with your with your bullshit about rules of poker and all this shit. Like, oh, I can't believe. So it's it's just fuck. It was it was ridiculous. And I bit my tongue the whole time, kept my mouth shut, didn't say anything. People were like talking shit. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm just trying to leave. I, I'm not trying to fucking win every single hand. I'm so to back up when we were still had the two separate tables, the first table we were playing, I think we might've had, it doesn't matter whatever number we had at the table, people start losing a couple people buy back in. Then we get, we get through the elimination, like the, the buyback period. And then people start getting knocked off the table. Um, I think I had knocked out maybe one person. And then we get down to like 
five people at our table and or five or four, whatever. And there's the there was this one guy, seemingly a nice guy. I'm I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I mean he kept talking shit, but whatever. Like I said, I just kept my mouth shut. Um so there was one of the hands where we're playing, right? And I think I had I got dealt like a five seven, right? Like five seven offsuit. And I just went in, right? It's five seven. They're close, whatever. Again, I'm not a fucking poker shark here, but the statistical probability there is this the the there there is a somewhat probability that like you might draw some decent cards with a five and a seven. You only need a six, six, eight, nine, a six, eight, nine, or a six, eight, four, four or four, four six, three. Nine. Like there's a lot of different, like the, the, the probability, like, and that's how I look at things. It's a statistical probability, right? Like if I have, if I have a five and a seven, I'm going to play that hand because again, statistically, like all I need is a six and eight, a nine, a, th- a four, a three, you know, like, the, it, the odds are there. So I go in and we get the flop and there's a six in the flop. And I go, well, okay. Like I'm alive, right? Like there's, there's a chance. And they, so this other guy, you know, he's betting whatever. I forget what, I think the, uh, the turn card might've been an eight. It was either an eight or a nine. Because I remember being like, I'm not out of it. Like my, st- my, my st- statistically, I have a lot lower chance of winning, but like, I'm not out of it. So I'm like, fuck it, whatever. So that guy goes all in and I had more chips so I could cover him. So I was like, yeah, sure. Fuck it, whatever. And at this point it was probably like five o'clock, five, five thirty. So I'm like, I don't care. Like I'll, if I end up becoming the short stack after this, uh, whatever I'm ready. It's again, 25 bucks. I'll just fucking leave. I, I really don't give a shit. Um, so then on the river, what falls is a seven. So we flip over. I have a pair of sevens and he didn't have anything. And I beat him. And he's like, you fucking went in. Like you went in with a five and a seven. He's like bitching about a five and a seven. I'm like, whatever, man. Like, again, just keep my mouth shut. Like five, seven off suit. All right, man. Like maybe I'm not like privy to the poker etiquette, but mathematical probability tells me that that's not a bad hand. Like just because the numbers are low, you want me to fold? Like fuck off. That's that's how this shit works. So I beat him. I knock him out again. He's talking shit, whatever. We we get knocked down to like three people at the table or whatever. So then we combine to one table. And then just, just playing, right? Like just playing normal. And then I keep looking at the clock and I'm like, all right, it's quarter of six, whatever. Like one other guy gets knocked off the table. Um, so I think someone else gets knocked out. We might be down to like five total at this point. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm all set. I'm done. Like, I'm just, I, I forget what I had. I, I wasn't the short stack, but I didn't have the most chips, you know? So there was one, one hand, I think I got, I think it was a three and a five. 
or so I got three five dealt to me again. Fuck right off with your poker etiquette. There are two numbers that are low. Again, statistically, I need a four, a six, a seven, a two, an ace. Like there's cards. They it's the same. It's probably the same mathematical probability as my last situation, right? But at this point, too, also, I don't give a fuck. So I had three, five offsuit, and you know, I, I'm playing the hand, and someone else, someone else goes all in. So then that puts me with like not a lot of chips left because I just call and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And I forget, I honestly forget what the cards were as they came down, but I ended up winning with a pair of fives. And then everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, again, like everyone's got a fucking opinion. Everyone's got something to say. Three, five, all this to which I, so again, like I said, I didn't say shit. But I turned around and I, I wanted to say, if it's such a fucking problem, how come no one else at the table could beat a pair of fives? Well, that's see, that's the um, that's I think that's kind of where it stems because the other thing too is like probably like hand probability in poker requires you to know what everything else is, right? So like when you watch like when you watch poker, if you watch poker anymore, I used to watch when I was a kid. <clears throat> your 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 probability of winning the hand hinged on what the other people had. Right. So you truly don't know what your probability of winning is. Right. But never mind. You know, it's a basement game. You don't want to be there, so you're playing recklessly. It's like, yeah. If, if the hand's so bad, like play the hand out with better car. I don't know. Like that's what I mean. Like people are like, oh well, fucking, I would have won that. So so should fucking stay it in then. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, I had a be- would have had a better hand. You t- you chose to fold. Yeah, anyone I was, that f- I went all in. I was the sucker that went all in to someone who had more chips than me, with a with a hand that ended up winning on a pair of fives. Like again, you can blow me. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to get you upset fold. of me winning with a pair of fives, beat my fucking hand. Then you can't if, beat a pair of fives. If you fold, you don't get an opinion. Exactly. Because you didn't call. Now, do we want to talk about like optimal poker strategy? Yeah. Is going in on three, five, is that, is that with nothing yet? Is that the play? Probably not, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Never mind. You know, like the best player doesn't always win, right? Right. Because you, you still need the cards to come. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, people, so it, people who fold have an opinion. Yeah, and it's just so so we get down to <clears throat> so we get again. Everyone has a fucking opinion, and everyone's chirping. Everyone, you know, people are like, "Oh, fucking three five, whatever." All right, hey, like like I said, beat the hand. You can't beat a pair of fives. Never mind. It's like if you're gonna fold every time that you like don't have a decent hand, like I'm just gonna get a read off you. Yeah. And also like, I'm not, I don't, I wasn't playing any of that shit. Like any of that, like, look at people, read them. I didn't give a fuck. No, no, no. Like, like, sorry, reading, like. No, no, no. And I know that's part of the game, right? Is that people try and get the read on people. And I, I, I understand what you're saying. I know what I said was different, but I do, I do understand what you're saying. But like, I'm saying like me tonight, 
Like I didn't give a fuck about any of that. Like I didn't watch other people. I didn't look for people's trends on how they were doing. And there was, so the one guy that I knocked out with the five, seven was like, you know, when he went all in and I called, he was like, he made a comment to me. Like, I don't think you've, no, I think every time I've, I've bet against you, you've called me tonight. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, sorry, man. Like, I honestly haven't been paying attention to that. Like, I, like, I don't know what you want. Like, like, are you taking it as a fucking insult? Cause I literally have paid zero seconds of attention to, oh yeah. Every time this guy bets, I'm going to fuck, I'm not playing these stupid fucking mind games, right? I'm not Chris Moneymaker at the fucking poker table, a world series of poker. Again, we're in a basement in Seekonk. Like I'm not here trying to play mind games with people. And maybe that's what pissed people off. Cause they were like, they were trying to like throw me a fake read or something. And I wasn't like, I don't, I don't know. I have no fucking idea what it was. All I knew was that I didn't want to be there anymore. And I was trying to go out so I could come back here and eat dinner. I still haven't eaten anything. I haven't eaten anything since fucking one o'clock today. It's seven 30. So I'm pretty fucking hungry. All I want to do is get home, eat and then record. Right now I have to do all the shit after we record. And it's like, oh, whatever. Whoa, whoa is me. I'll be fine. I'm, I'm just, I'm bitching because I'm bitching because this is my fucking podcast and I can bitch if I want to. I know it's not a big deal that I have to eat after this and take a shower. I, I get it. But my mindset at that time was I got to fucking leave. And I couldn't leave because I kept winning. <laughs> and then, so by the end of it, I was, I was down to the last three. So at that point, I probably had the second most chips um so amy's cousin jared was there he was at the wedding i think i don't know if you met him but he he was there i mean you at least have seen him before so it was me her cousin jared and then some random guy that i've never met before in my life and we're sitting there and i look at nick because nick has taken over as the dealer at this point and i'm like nick i gotta fucking go like i i gotta record at seven like i don't know what you want me to do like I, and at this point, again, like the other thing too, is people were getting like so bent out of shape about uh, like, now let me, let me take a pause here. Cause I don't want to sound like a fucking pompous prick. Um, but number one, it's $25, right. To buy in. I've spent more money doing dumber shit a million times in my life. I don't give a fuck about $25. Again, I'm not trying to sound like a pompous prick, but like if I drove down, if I was driving down the street and my window was open and $25 flew out the window by accident, whatever. Yeah, that sucks, right? But like, I'm not gonna like stop the car and pull over and try and get my $25 back. Like, uh, I don't care. It's 25 bucks, it's gone. And then like the, the win, so there was what, 450 bucks left. So I think it was like 300, 150 were the payouts. And I'm like, I, again, I don't really give a shit. Like I, whatever. Like I, I, like I said, I was fine losing $25. So I don't give a shit how much money I walk away with. So we get to the last three again, it's me, Amy and Nick's cousin, and then some random guy. So I say that to Nick and Nick's like, well, what about just chopping the pot? So I'm like, yes, fine. That's totally fine with me. I don't care. And then their cousin was trying to also leave. This is a funny story too, because they started playing dice in the other room. (laughs) They started playing CeeLo. And 
their cousin just really wanted to go play dice. He was like, I don't want to play this anymore. Like I want to go play dice. So he did the same shit. He was going all in and he kept winning and he couldn't lose. So he had the most money. I had the second amount. And then the third guy had the short stack. So he's, he has the most chips and he doesn't want to play anymore. I have the second most, I got to fucking leave. The third guy's like, yeah, whatever. So we talk about a chop, right? Just splitting the pot be 150 a piece. Sure. Fine. I don't give a fuck. And then I think, I think their cousin was like, well, I want more because I have the most chips, which again is fair, right? Like I understand where he's coming from and he doesn't have to leave. He just doesn't want to play. And the other guy, the third guy says no. And I go, are you fucking kidding me? And I literally stood up and I looked at, at their cousin, I go, and I, I said it to Nick and I go, you can give him 25 from me. I'll, I'll take 25 less to give to him. I'm fucking leaving. And then he did, he gave me 125 bucks. Again, I don't give a shit, right? So I walked away with 125 bucks. whoop do fucking do, right? Oh, it's life changing, right? Like, I, I don't know. I, maybe this makes me sound like a huge fucking piece of shit. Like I, just an asshole, right? Like, oh, it's money. But like, it's money that I didn't have before. And the only skin I had in the game was $25 that I literally don't give a shit about. So like, cool. Yeah, you lost out on maybe $300 if you kept playing. But like, I didn't have that money anyway. You know, like, so I, like I said, everyone's got a, everyone had some fucking shit to say. Um, needless to say, I probably won't ever be going back there. So um, thank you for the invite, Nick. I think they said they were going to do it like once a month and uh, I'm, I'm good. If, if that's how it's going to be, um, I think I'm a one and done. Well, even when we played in Mansfield, you weren't really like into it for the long haul. Like even just playing like single games. Yeah. Like you're, it, you're, you're, you reach your expiration pretty quick. Yeah. It gets boring after a while. So the, I understand, so I understand where they come from, but they're talking about a basement game. Right. Like if you (laughs) want people with tells and reads and logic and, you know, maybe you read a poker book and you can figure out like how to like evaluate how someone's playing. Like, that's cool. You need all poker players. Right. You can't have casuals and expect those rules to show up because they don't. And like that, that that's the difference where it's like, like, especially the comment of, it's like, oh, I feel like you've called me every time, you know, I've, I've raised you. And it's like, bro, I don't, I, I don't have any system to what I'm doing. Exactly. <laughs> like you expect me to play with a strategy and I don't have one. Yes, it was quite literally is chaos. It's like my strategy is chaos. I don't have one. Yeah, there is. And that for people that are or think they're serious about poker, that fucking drives them crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if I were you, I just wouldn't play because it's not the right scene or setting for you. Yeah, I'm good. Because like I said, even we, even like pandemic times, we play in Mansfield and like your expiration was like 40 minutes. 
So the fact that you even made it as far as you did and fucking didn't crawl out of your skin, I'm actually like <laughs> impressed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's fun, right? Like poker, I look at poker, like it's fun to play for a little bit, but like you said, like once you get like over an hour, like, all right, man, we do something else. <laughs> like, I don't know, literally anything. Well, like their cousin Jared was the same way because all he wanted to do was go play dice. He was like, I'm done. He he was, this, maybe it's the name. Maybe that you just have a short attention span, but it's like, all right, cool. Like it was fun, but I was trying to lose. Like I even, I even tried, like I went up to the guy who was talking shit as I was leaving. And I was like, Hey, listen, man, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to fucking be a dick about anything. I didn't think I was going to fucking make it that far. And he was like, oh. so then obviously when I say something, he was like, oh, no, 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 it's okay, man. Like, it's fine. I get it. I get it. It's like, you know, it's just, you know, hey, that's the game of poker, right? Like everyone's able to play how they want to play and whether or not I like it or whoever else likes it, it's just how it is. And, I'll, and I'm as I'm walking up the stairs leaving, I'm like, that's your fucking response. So the entire time it was a fucking problem. And then I go over to shake your hand and apologize as I leave. And it's not a problem anymore. I'm like, yeah, this oh, is like, okay. any. I bet if you play enough poker, you'll find like people are just fucking insufferable. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, again, that, that, that's the hard part though. Like, cause I've heard like, um, some of the guys at the gym have played and they play like, and they, they play seriously. So like, they're not playing a basement game to for 25 to win 300. It might be like a $200 buy-in to win, I don't know, 5K. Like, I'm just making numbers right, up, right? Right, right, And, like, you're going to, like, the expectation is you are going to play until 2, 3, 4 a.m. Right. Like, buckle up. Um, And, like, they'll say, like, the same stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, it's like you're playing there. They're calling all these, like, hands and all these pots, whatever. And I'm like... Bro, not everyone is a professional. Right. Back in the day, it used to be 10K to be in the World Series of Poker. Go play there. Right. Like, if you want everyone to be a fucking pro, go where the pros are. Don't go to fucking Foxwoods. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's that. That's that's how I spent my last five hours. So, then, like, I'm leaving, right? And I, I had texted you. I'm like, but well, I mean, you've been there. It's where the wedding was. It's literally 15 minutes away from here. But I'm like fucking doing like 55 down route one just to be like, I just want to get home. And I was hoping to get home with enough time to maybe like shove a dinner roll in my mouth or something. But I mean, I I did. I ate like real quick, but um, I had some Girl Scout cookies, which also shout out to Nick for peddling Girl Scout cookies. Um, but I guess act technically it's Nick's daughter, but either way, I'll give him two, sh two shout outs. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, here we are. And here I am with 125 bucks and people pissed off at me, think I'm an asshole until I try and apologize for it. And then I'm not an asshole. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, ultimately, you are still an asshole. Well, yes, correct. I, I 1000% am an asshole. No, whether they I know that or not. What made me the most mad was that I didn't even get to watch the end of the fucking golf tournament. Like, I, again, my whole plan was like, I'll probably be wrapped up by like 5, 5.30 at the latest. But That was the mistake. No. Those games, missed, those games take a long time. I missed the whole fucking, missed the whole end of the fucking golf tournament. Which again, I think I'm probably the most pissed about. I mean, they had it on the TV, but like I, I can't some I can't see it, or I'm not really paying attention, right? So, what can you do? Well, to summarize, Rom hit a bomb. And I then... saw he was playing like shit at least throughout the day, and then Homa did Homa blow it at the end? Nope. Um, Rom made like a fifty footer. And on the very next hole, I think it was a maybe it wasn't the very next hole, but if it was if it wasn't the next hole, it was the hole after. It was a par three, and he hit it to like fucking four feet and hit the putt. Oh shit! Because they were tied when he made the bomb. Okay. Yeah, because I and at on, one point I looked well, over and Homa had the lead. Yeah, that was fairly early on. They were probably tied. I don't know when. They were tied at one point. I think he hit that long putt on maybe 13 or 14. Okay. Um, no, home almost hold a chip on 18, which would have forced Rom to not three putt. Yeah. So Rom ultimately ended up winning. Yep. He did. So he's won what, three of his last eight starts or something like that? Uh, what, PGA Tour or Worldwide? Because um, I... Worldwide is probably five. Yeah. Does Has he won three times this, this PGA Tour season? Yeah, I thought he won twice already. I don't even know. He won one of the Hawaii events, right? Yeah, and then he just won... Um... Oh, he won the American Express. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got three wins by February 19th. Yeah. I guess he's, I guess he's almost won $10 million. Wow. Yes. We won the TOC, the American Express, and now the Genesis. Yeah. So, I mean, he's really fucking good at golf. Well, as he fucking (laughs) should be. Like, if he's going to be fucking six to one every time he tees it up, like, he should be fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of kind of kind of nuts, right? I mean, last year was weird because John Rahm was always the favorite in every event. And did he, he win went, it all last he year? He only won in Mexico. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say I I almost said he didn't win at all, but again he won once. Um and I feel like every tournament last year he was the favorite at like six to one, seven to one. It's fucking crazy. And yeah. like if Rory played, then they would both be eight to one or something. Right. Right. And it's like the the so, way things were last year, it's like you you haven't really seen too much of that. Probably I would imagine I wasn't sports betting as much in 2015, but probably in 2015 when Spieth was on his his tear. Yeah, but it's probably the last time. Well, 2015, Jason Day was also winning every oh, that's true. Spieth will win in every event. That's true too. Yeah. So you probably got some level of parity, but 
Um, I mean, nothing's ever going to compare to Tiger being like a a two to one favorite. <laughs> or, or, I'm sorry, a, a two to like at two to one odds to win a tournament back in like the early 2000s. I wouldn't. Know, I would imagine would, some of them he was probably minus odds. They used to offer odds excluding him. Yeah. So it would yeah. be like Ernie Els would be like nine to one to finish second. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's I mean, again, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sports betting in 2002. I'll say I wasn't but, either, but, but I would imagine there were probably some tournaments where he was minus odds and people probably still took him and then won. you know, you win money. I, even if he's minus 120, you still, you imagine like, and you still win. <laughs> you know he's gonna win. It's that that had to have been the weirdest time in sports betting, in golf in particular, but like just sports betting in general. In that early two thousand swing, that late nineties, early two thousand swing, if say Tiger was minus one twenty to win the tournament in pre-tournament odds, and you were just like, "Fuck it, I'll throw." 400 bucks on him to win and you actually won like you knew he was going to win it just i don't know it's, i mean it's just I, a three it's a it's the same bet as a three-point favorite in the nfl so right right uh, three-point three favorites usually 115 but sometimes it's 120 yeah yeah I, it's it's just kind of hard for me to wrap my head around <laughs> you know like we yeah because just, i look i look at it like going into this week it's like oh i'm six to one let's just stay away from that exactly but I think like even credit to Ian Mack, I think last year he took Rom in Mexico at like six to one. And the idea was he simply is the best player here. He was like odds, whatever. It's like, right. yeah, okay. Sometimes six to one is the right number. Right. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. So uh <clears throat> while we're on golf, um we got Tiger back. We, so, uh, I mean, we were talking a little shit on Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter, it's sarcasm underscore speaks. Uh, you would see we were, you and I were kind of going back and forth a little bit about it. Um, I would say pleasantly surprised. Um, today's round was a letdown, but I think today's round was what I expected yesterday. And well, first of all, I guess. If you would ask me on Tuesday of last week, I would have told you he's not making the cut. Uh, in fact, his odds at a lot of places, if you could find it, because my bookie didn't carry it. But from what I heard, couldn't places, see that that, either. places that did have him to miss the cut had it listed at minus 200. So no one thought he was going to make the cut. Um, so he comes in, comes in Thursday and shoots a 69. And then... Friday, he shot a, what, 74 to fin to be plus one on the tournament. Yeah, so, it sounds right. You know, where everyone's like, oh, he's probably going to miss the cut. Well, Friday was a tough fucking day at the course because it was cold and it was windy. And enough people backed up and the cut line moved back to plus one. It was at even, but by the end of the day, it moved back to plus one. So wouldn't you know, fucking Eldrick, ended up making the cut. And then people go nuts, right? They're like, Tiger's playing in the weekend. 
And I think you and I were talking, we, we were talking shit about Tiger. We were also talking shit about Rory afterwards, but you know, we come out, Tiger's playing on Saturday. Um, I watched most of his round. I was out doing er- running errands in the morning, um, but I got back probably around like 1130-ish. So I had enough time to actually watch him almost his entire round yesterday. Um, and he played pretty well. Played pretty fucking well yesterday too. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, cool. You made the cut. Now he's, you know, he's going to back up. He's going to do whatever. Well, what did he shoot yet? Did he shoot a 67 yesterday? Sounds right. So motherfucker shoots a 67 yesterday. And now me personally, I had, I still was on the, because, you know, we can't be too optimistic on this show. Um, I still had the pessimistic look, uh, the outlook of, yeah, he can't It's Sunday. It's the fourth day walking in a row. Don't expect anything wild, you know, at, at best. I think when I had texted you the other day, was that a text? I, I think I could probably find it quickly. Um, yeah. So we were talking about him missing the cut. Um, where is this? Yeah. So I had said to you, oh, he'll make the cut and then shoot 75, 70 on the weekend. Well, he shot a 67. Uh, and then I don't know what he shot today, uh, but I think it was a big number. I think he shot like three over. Yeah. So another 74. I thought, I thought it was a 75 ish, but it's close. Um, so he kind of fell apart today. Um, but because he shot the 67 yesterday, that's enough for the common man <laughs> who's not broken down with pessimism to be like, oh my God, Tiger, what if he makes a run on Sunday? I mean, he was far enough out where like nothing major was actually going to happen, but like he could have potentially kicked around a top 10 finish, like, you know, for a, a, a tide, you know, he wasn't going to get an outright top 10, but he went into Sunday, I think in 25th, I think. 23rd, 25th, something like in tie, tied for 23rd, something along, something along those lines. Uh, and then obviously, like I said, uh, spoiler alert, he fucking fell apart. But Tiger's back. Uh, so, we'll see. I fell asleep, I guess. He may have had a presser saying he's only going to play the majors. Yeah. There were rumors kicking around, or there were rumors that he was kicking around playing at um, Sawgrass. He would, he might play the players, but most likely not. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, even if he does, he does. It's three weeks away, two weeks away, right? Where the next week they're somewhere. The next week's the Honda. Then it's the Arnold Palmer, and then it's the players. So they're three, it's three weeks away. Um, okay. So I, I pulled the quote. Um, he said, I don't know. My goal each and every year here going forward is to play in all the majors. I'm not going to play too much more than that. My body, my leg, my back won't allow me to play much more than that anymore. That was my goal last year. I was able to play three of the four. This year I can hopefully play all four. That's going to be my schedule going forward because of the limitations I have. I don't see him playing the API. I don't see him playing the Memorial. I don't see him playing... The players, I mean, if his body can't handle it, his body can't handle it. But right. if he's not playing these other 
rounds, then he at a major is going to be lightning in a bottle and that's it. Yeah. I mean, you never know what Augusta, right? I mean, he won in 2019. If that's Have you seen how good John Rahm is playing right now. Oh no, I know. I understand. Um, but like you said, lightning in a bottle, I, if it were going to happen anywhere, it would happen at Augusta. So, I mean, I think I'm mostly excited just at the prospect that he's back and that he made the cut. He also, I think this potentially adds a little bit more weight that he made the cut at a course that historically he sucks at his best finish. He's played there. What? 15 times. I think they said on the broadcast, he's his best finish was second place in 1998. (laughs) So all of those crazy tiger stats that we've talked about all the time, the best he's ever finished at Riviera was second place 25 years ago. It's fucking horrible. That's fucking wild. But he came in here and for all intents and purposes, played pretty fucking well. Um, I don't know where he actually finished. Um, 40th, 45th. Yeah. So I got it. Cause I have his strokes gain data too. How did he do? Tied 45th. He lost strokes putting around the green and driving. He gained strokes with his approach play, as you would expect. Yeah. I mean, at one point for for a very, very long time was the greatest iron player in the game, uh, potentially ever. (laughs) So, you know, even if it falls off a little bit, he's still one of the best iron players in the game. We'll see, because he gained like half a stroke for the tournament. Rom gained two point eight five. Uh, Thagala one point seven nine. Gary Woodland two point three eight. Luke List two seven three. I don't know. Overall, I mean, he made the cup, but it wasn't a pretty performance. So now, what do you expect? I don't know. That just depends. Yeah, I mean. He exceeded my expectations for him. Yeah, because I didn't think he would make the cut because he sucks at fucking Riv. Right, right. And that's what I mean when I said I think it holds a little bit more weight that he did make the cut and that he did play decent. I mean, it all, like you said, it all yeah, depends I mean, he, on he, what he, your he tied, expectations He tied with are. Tom Kim. So, like, if yeah. you want to know, like, how he actually did, he tied with Tom Kim, and everyone loves him. So, yeah, take it for what it is. I don't know how much stock you want to put into it. Um I think it sucks. Like, I don't think he's not going to compete at Augusta this year. He's just not fucking good enough right now. And he's not going to have a chance to get any better. His body doesn't let him. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we will. Because, again, lightning in a bottle. That That's the kicker. Yeah. And if anyone's going to catch it, why not him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we are seven weeks away from the Masters, something like that. So. Yeah, I just I, I I don't feel strongly that playing practice rounds at Medalist 
are the same as competitive PGA Tour rounds. No, they're certainly not. So that's my major yeah. concern. And the bot and the body's not there. So like the body's not allowing him to play. So it's like fuck, man. Like I'm just not overly optimistic that he can go toe to toe with Rom, Roars, Thomas. Like I think these guys, like these guys, are just fucking ass kickers right now. Well, maybe not Thomas, but yeah, he's wildly inconsistent. I would say, like when he's on, he's one of the best players in the world, and when he's off, he's very mediocre. Yeah, uh, I don't know how he even did this week. Um. Finished T20. He was five under on the tournament. So he was one of those guys that uh, fell back on Friday. He went 68, 73, 69, 69. So. uh, Speaking of all that, have you watched, uh, since we're on golf, have you watched Full Swing? I have. Have you have you finished it? I have. So I'm only halfway through. Um, so I just finished episode four today. Who was that? Um, Joel Damon. Okay. So I'm so who through- is, I, 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 sorry. So who have you seen? You've seen JT, JT and Spieth. JT and Spieth, Kepka. Yep. Kepka and Scotty. Um, or the second one, I think. Um, Poulter was the third. Yeah. Okay. And then Damon and and DJ. No. No, just Damon. Who's with Joel Damon? No one. I think it was just Joel Damon. Oh. All right. Um. So what did you think? I mean, you finished it. I mean, and and so I've seen people tweet about it. Um. And I've seen some people say. You know, I thought it was going to be different. Some people really like it. Some people don't like it. Um, overall, did you like it? I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I wasn't I wasn't knowing what I was going to get out of it because I know some people were talking about the F one series, which I did not see, and how the F one series kind of like inspired people to be fans of the sport. That ain't happening. I'll fucking tell you that much. Yeah. No one's going to watch this series and be like, you know what? Got to learn about golf now. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. I, it, it, I thought it was a nice little behind the scenes thing. I thought it was good to see the players. Like actually show something of a personality. Not seeing them just on a PGA Tour broadcast or in a commercial or something like that stuff was cool. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think it really helped the game at all. I don't think it did anything. Yeah. I, I don't under, I don't I don't see why someone who doesn't watch golf would give a fuck. Like that, that like that's what I was like ultimately trying to figure out. Yeah. Yeah, like I said I'm only I'm only four episodes through the the eight of them. Um but same. So I've been watching them with Amy cuz Amy likes golf. You know, she'll watch every now and then, but she's 
a casual golf fan, right? Like I'll watch golf on a Thursday. Like I'll watch the Thursday round and she could care less, right? Like if, you know, if I'm watching, even if I'm watching the Saturday round and, you know, Rory's not on TV, like she'll just be on her phone, not paying attention, which is fine. Right. Like, let she, me know, she's let a, me know when someone wins. Yeah, exactly. She's a cat. Like she'll watch Sundays, right. Cause Sunday is the day when the, the guy wins. Um, but so I really enjoy it. Um, I don't know how much she enjoys it. And I think that would be a good barometer. I think she would be a good like litmus test of someone that's not like an all in golf fan. Like I am, um, what do they think about it? So it's interesting. She's actually said she doesn't want to watch the next episode because she hates Matt Fitzpatrick. And the next episode is Matt Fitzpatrick and DJ. <laughs> so I might be watching that one by myself, but whatever. Um, so I think it's cool to see the behind the scenes stuff. And like you said, see that there's more than just the press conferences. Um, some of the stuff was was interesting. So it gave me a little bit more perspective, I think, on some of these guys. But again, I'm I'm coming at it from someone who is basically all in on golf, right? Like I I I play it, I watch it all the time, I love it. Like it's 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 a great sport. Um to see some of the guys like Brooks Kepka and Ian Poulter talk about live and Kepka in particular, like he literally sat at a table with one of his buddies and goes, had his head on the table and goes, I don't know if I can compete with these guys anymore. Like four years ago, he was the best golfer in the entire fucking world for like a two and a half year stretch. And now he's got his fucking head on the table, basically crying, saying he doesn't know if he can compete anymore. Like that, that blew my mind. Um, and I think it was really interesting. And after seeing his episode, it's kind of like a, well, no shit. He, he took the money and went to live. Right. Cause like well, mentally so he wasn't in a place where, right. So just not to make it a, like a big psychological thing, but put yourself in that situation, right? You get a two and a half year stretch where you win four majors. You're on top of the world. You're the best golfer in the whole fucking world. And then four years later, you, you can't hang anymore, right? Basically it's what it is. He can't hang anymore. And someone's going to come to you and offer you $75 million. You would be stupid to say no. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll spoil alert. I'm going to tell you because it doesn't actually matter. Well, I mean, so, I watched all the. No, no, like, the D, it's in the DJ episode. So, yeah. spoiler alert, but this doesn't matter. This is why I'll tell you. DJ literally goes, he goes, if someone's going to offer me more money to work less, why wouldn't I take it? He goes, yeah. anybody. He goes, if you could go to the office less and earn more, you would do it 100%. That's yeah. it. It's that yeah. simple. He goes, I feel like my legacy has already been set. Here I am. But 
I actually think the like the PGA tour, the live stuff, like so not only did I feel like the the series didn't really inspire anything exciting about golf or casual fans, I actually think it's gonna be a little bit more fucking confusing now. Cause people are gonna be sitting there being like, what's live, what's PGA tour? And then if you like go to mainstream golf media, it's like live bad. Right. And it's like, well, I just watch these guys. Like I actually saw the personalities. Like I yeah. understand the decision, but live bad. Why? 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 I don't get Every it. single time Brandel Shambly came on the fucking screen, I was like, fuck this guy. I can't, I can't stand Brandel Shambly. Yeah. And he's, he sucks. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's not going to do for golf what the F1 series did for golf. Um, but I did really enjoy seeing Spieth and Thomas off the course. That was pretty cool. Kepka off the course. Um, I actually like Ian Poulter now, like watching his episode. I'm like, cause I, before I was indifferent, right? I mean, I, I was probably leaning towards like, I don't like him just because of the Ryder cup history. And he was always trash. He was always a fucker in the Ryder cup. Like he was always that guy that kind of played the spoiler. Um, But watching his episode, I'm like, I, I kind of like Ian Poulter now. Like he's, I don't know. Because like you said, you get to see who they really are. You get to see their personality. Like, you know, you watched him struggle with the, the, the you know his decision to go to live and he's like i'm not going to be able to play on the Ryder cup team and my only dream was to be a Ryder cup captain someday and i might never get that now and like you got to see him you know struggle with that but also look that he has four kids and is like i would also like to set my family up financially for the rest of their lives yeah, and so I don't I don't like, know which I don't know which one of them it was. One of them said he goes he goes my grandkids grandkids are going to be good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I think like again, regardless cuz I don't like this cuz none of this really does matter. Um It's going to be like go- golf is confusing enough, right? And it doesn't make a lot of sense in all reality. Like you really have to like like golf to understand golf. Yeah. If you for right, like I, I know what you're saying. Like, right, just at the if you boil it down to the simplest thing, right? It's you you hit a ball around a course and whoever has the lowest score wins. It's counterintuitive to all of the sports. All of the sports, whoever has the most points wins. And in golf is the opposite. Well, I was kind of even going a different route of, so today was the Daytona 500, right? Right. That would be considered a major if NASCAR had majors. Right. Obviously, everyone races in that. But come next week, everyone's going to be racing in that. And the week after, everyone's going to be racing in that. But if you are a fan, say you say like you really like Max Homa. Um, and you really like him and what he stands for. Well, don't worry about next week. He won't be playing. Uh, don't worry about the week after. He won't be playing. The- oh, I'm sorry. That's ba- there's an opposite field event. 
So he won't be playing next week, so you don't have to watch golf next week. Then he'll play the Arnold Palmer. May miss the cut. You may never see him by the weekend. Players, cool. Valspar, won't see him. Punta Cana, won't see him. Texas Open, I assume you won't see him. Like, you won't see him for three weeks. Right. So it's like, it's going to be a lot harder to get behind certain guys when you never know if they're playing. Right. Or not. Yeah, like you said, you might have a guy that doesn't play for three weeks. Yeah. Or like Rory probably is only going to play whatever the whatever his minimum is, 18 times a year, I think. There's 14 events and four majors. Yeah. I think. Well, they might have. Did they bump that up? Because no, I, think, I thought it was 11. There's what? Four, yeah, the four is there 14? No, there's 15 elevated events, right? Yeah, so I thought there was 11 elevated events, four rotating elevated events. By the way, if someone's a casual golf fan, the way me and you are talking right now doesn't fucking resonate. Right. What the fuck yeah. is an elevated event? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think there's going to be 11 elevated events, four rotating elevated events. So that's 15 plus the four majors. Is that what, 19? I've already lost my math. 11, 4. 11, 4, 4. That's 19. 19. Yeah. And then three for the club champ, uh, t- uh, tour three championship. Three for the tour championship. So that's 22. Yeah. And you can skip, uh, I think you can skip one. You can of skip the four. one elevated event. I think it's one of the four and one of the 11. So I think you can play 20. Okay. So there's 40 something events and like Rory might play in 20. Yeah. It's like for casual fans, how are they supposed to tune in every week? They never know if the guy's playing. Right. And then it's not like NASCAR or F1 where if he sucks, he either doesn't make the weekend or he's not really in contention. So they don't show him. Right. Whereas if you like Lewis Hamilton, he's probably going to be racing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to be as it is and then never mind if someone really wants to get into golf people are sitting here fucking debating about the fourth and the tenth hole at at riviera a golf course they may never go to a golf course that they may never play they may never walk the grounds of and frankly a course where their opinion doesn't fucking matter yeah this is what we get (laughs) in golf this is why people don't fucking like it and when they say it's too inclusive or whatever it's like no no no, we're, we're not racist anymore it's like stop first of all the fact that you have to say that's a problem yeah. And then it's not that it's too inclusive by fucking race or gender. You guys are insufferable fucking dickheads. That's the fucking problem. Yeah. It's old white fucking cocksuckers like Brandel Shambly. Yeah. It, and it, it's the architecture stuff. It's fucking stupid, man. Yeah. It is fucking stupid. And they can't get out of their own way. Because even like, I think the big thing this week was Hovland was burying, I think, I don't know. On the fifteenth hole, he was burying it up seventeen he or something. He was hitting it over the seventeenth, yeah. Um, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know if that's all the architect, whatever." Ask a casual fan what they think about the fucking architecture of the golf course. They yeah. don't fucking care. Like, if anything, for a casual fan, that's more exciting because you got a guy on the fifteenth tee purposely hitting it into the seventeenth fairway. Because it's an easier way to hit the green. Like to a casual fan, like that's, that's exciting. Actually, 
Yeah. Like that's that's what's going to draw in the casual people. Same thing with he can't. Well, <laughs> who knows? Maybe maybe someday he'll do it. But he he well he'll be there now. But what I was going to say was the same thing with Bryson back in the day on the 13th at Augusta when he was like, oh, I'll just hit it into the fairway on 15 and then play it from there. But he never he he did it in practice round. He never did it, uh, you know, in tournament. And it's like. Well, if you're going to talk a big game, fucking do it. And like, that's the shit that like, and I know Augusta is a different beast because the golf course and the, and the, the fucking members of the, the AGNC, whatever might, you know, they can basically do whatever the fuck they want and let's not invite them back. Um, but like, that's, what's going to get the eyeballs like Bryson DeChambeau stepping up to the 13th tee and hitting his drive 400 yards into the 15th fairway and then having to hit it back over the fucking river or the burn into onto the green like that's what people want to see like people want to see Victor he, Hovland hit it in hit it four holes over cuz it's easier it's a straight line how about when he tried to drive the par 5 at at Bay Hill yeah the 6th hole he hit it over yeah, all that it, water he hit it over the water yeah like that's the exciting shit, but you have these commentators and these these cocksuckers who are like, "Oh, it's bad for the game. That's not how it was intended to be played." Oh, I can't believe I can't believe he would disrespect. He did, didn't he? Did that at um, or someone did it at St Andrews? Was it the what the they road? played up a different fairway? Yeah, the one of the yeah, I forget. I don't know who was doing it, but then someone someone started bailing out to the left. I think it was the road hole. Instead of trying to hit it over the hotel, they just hit it into the rough on the left or like into the other fairway. And then they just played it from there. Because I remember when they were at St. Andrews last year that all the old white fuckers had their panties in a bunch because someone wasn't playing the hole the right way. So fuck off. If you don't want to play the, the, the hole that way, put up a net in between the fairways. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, that's not how it was intended to be played. Okay, what the fuck is that even supposed to mean? <laughs> yeah, like anything fun gets stifled. Yeah, because I even I even saw um someone's comment of the full swing. They were like, "Oh, it would have been great to see like way more track man data, shit like that." I'm like, "No, it wouldn't have been not for the casual fan. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been. They don't give a shit about side spin and ball speed and bro. Carry they they and... explained what a cut was." Six fucking times. Yeah. You think they're going to get up there and talk about the difference between fucking swing direction and club path? Yeah, I did think it was funny that they they kept saying, if you miss the cut, you know, you don't get paid. It's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> That's the thing, though. I thought it wasn't about money. I thought it was about legacy. Yeah. So the um, <clears throat> one one more thing before we can, you know, maybe move on or maybe not. I don't know. We keep talking about, I could talk about golf forever. But the... um. The the one the other thing I was gonna say was I I kind of liked Joel Damon before this, but like I actually really I I think I'm a Joel Damon fan now. So I will say the the biggest or the best takeaway from this series is you will like the players better. So I actually think they should continue the series just so that we can see the players either be normal human beings. Like Justin Thomas doesn't know how to pay for at CVS. Like, <laughs> that was amazing. He doesn't he know how like, to oh, use a, fuck, 
he's swiping a card with the chip. It doesn't work like that. You have to fail three times with the chip and then you can swipe. But someone usually has to allow that. So we ended up paying cash like because <laughs> he's fucking yeah. sick before the PGA championship. Or yeah. I, yeah, I think it was the PGA. Championship. It was the PGA, I think. Yeah. Like the one that he won. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like Joel Damon, one of the by far one of the best players in the world. I think he's 93 right now in the world. Yeah. He's a top 100 player and goes, yeah, I'm just not good enough to win a major. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just not good enough. Like watching Joel Damon's episode, I was like, he would fit in with us, like in our group, just like talking shit about himself, being like, well, I fucking suck. Like, yeah, well, and then Ma- Max Holm is sitting there being like, a few more of these, I'm going to be telling you how good you are. It's just, it was, it was really cool. Like, he, he I didn't know anything about him, like his story, like his personal story, obviously, is pretty cool. Um, I don't want to give anything away if anyone's going to watch it, but, um, He's obviously he's he's been through some shit in his life, um, and it's really cool to see where he is now. Um, and the the one thing that that stood out to me, which I think I don't know if a casual fan is going to pick up on this or what, but I also haven't finished the series. But looking at it, I think Sahith Tagala is probably the only guy left in the series that this could apply to, but everybody that I've seen so far through the first four episodes, like Jordan and JT fly private on their, uh, like, you know, they, they are, they're always shown together on the private plane going, whatever. Uh, Kepka, when he leaves the course has a, a private car. It's like a, a Chevy Tahoe with his fucking name on the back of it that he gets in and drives. And Ian Poulter hops on a private jet and flies over to his house in England. And like all these, all these crazy things. And then when Joel Damon leaves the golf course, he gets in a fucking extended van with his wife that like drops him off at his hotel. <laughs> and it's like, that's the shit that I actually like. Like, I think it's cool to see that there's there's levels to this shit, right? Like there's as good as Joel Damon is, like he's not Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas or Brooks Kepka or even Ian Poulter. Like he doesn't have he's he has plenty of money, right? Like he makes a fuck ton of money, but he doesn't make Spieth money. You know, like he doesn't make Kepka money. Well, at that try- time, Kepka. I'm money. trying to remember what they're what um I'm trying to remember what his house looked like. Like Kepka's house was unbelievable. Wild. Poulter's house was on. Ian Poulter's closet was bigger than my bedroom. That was fucking stupid. That was wild. (laughs) It was fucking huge. Ian Poulter's closet is probably what looked like it was probably about the size of my living room. Like it was just, it's insane. But then again, you go to Joel Damon. And it's, I don't, yeah, I don't remember what his house looked like. I don't think they showed it. Um, yeah, no, they did. Cause he had a black lab. Um, I think it was fine. It was nice, but it wasn't it was a nice like, house. Yeah. But I don't think it was like, you know, blowing people away. His caddy had a very average house. Although I don't know if that was his mom's house, the caddy's mom's house. So he, so Gino will like his big thing is he goes on Twitter, like, and he shows like where his uh staying arrangements are 
Because it's usually like shitty Airbnbs and <laughs> shitty hotels, and it's like all fucked up and everything. Yeah. Because uh, so- Gino's Gino's scenes were he was pulling all of the old like newspaper clippings from when they were kids. I want to say that was his mother's house. So I would I would imagine it was probably his mother's house too. Yeah. <clears throat> Which also like I had no idea that they were both like I didn't know their story at all. Like they're both from northern Idaho, eastern Washington, like you know, in literally in the fucking sticks in the middle of nowhere. You know, they've been friends forever. Like that's it's pretty cool. Like it's it's cool to see these and like I said, now now I I really like Joel Damon. Like I'll root for him. Like if I see him in a tournament, I'll be like, yeah, I hope he does well. Like I hope I hope he pulls this off. Whereas before, you're like he's just kind of indifferent. You know what I mean? Like oh, Joel Damon's on TV. Like it's Joel cool. Damon played a, a scramble with the foreplay guys. You should watch that. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> At I'll Mesa. Have to check that out. Joel Damon also has like 400 fucking course records. Oh wow. At like all these different places. Huh. Yeah, see, I didn't know that about him. I, I don't know anything about him. The only well, that's not true. The only thing I know about him is he's the fucking goofy hat guy. He wears the he wears the sun hat. Yep. <laughs> so the safari hat, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Because it's not a bucket hat. It's bigger than a bucket hat. He was he's the safari hat guy. And yeah. he I I obviously watched the US Open last year and he did well in the US Open, but <clears throat> so because I think the events he's actually won were weren't those in like the goofy season, like the rap. He only around? he's only won once and it was okay. an opposite field event. I don't know if it was Puerto Rico, Punta Cana, the fucking Barbasol. It was an it was he yeah. he won an opposite field event. Yeah, one of those. How about how about US Open qualifying? You know, and yeah. you know that was so that was a missed opportunity because they could really go into like that could have been a very, very compelling story. And he's sitting there drinking white claws in between rounds. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> And he literally, he goes, he was like, I don't know if I probably should have been drinking White Claws, but I mean, I only had a couple and I played better in the second round. So whatever. <laughs> Swing oil coach. <laughs> and like, I don't think they understand. Uh, like, they, that's the thing is like, they put that in there and no one knows how unbelievable that is. Like what he did. Yeah. Just to get through. Like, I feel like they could have spent an entire episode just on U.S. Open qualifying. Well, so this is why, like, I don't know if he's doing it right now or how good it is. Ryan French, Monday Q, The Grind Mm -hmm. is his podcast. And I think he started doing video this year. If he can ever, if, if Fire Pit can ever get, like, the correct media to do it, he will be telling unfucking believable stories. Like, do you know how Tom Kim like kind of made his way around no like people don't know this he slept on people's couches didn't he so he fucking kicked ass in korea or japan or somewhere in asia he not the asian tour but like kicked fucking ass and he was doing monday qualifiers here now again casual fans they have no idea what a monday qualifier is all they know is like how big these fucking people's houses are they have no fucking idea right (laughs) so ryan french has a video from like 2019 
of Tom Kim on a bridge at the golf course, like on a bridge over water, <laughs> guarding against a woman who's just walking her two dogs through the course, which is normal because it's a muni. Right. So she's got the two dogs. He's guarding so that the dogs don't touch the ball because he's trying to wait for a ruling. And she's just like walking by like, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I know. I know how important this is for you with her two dogs just like walking over the bridge. And it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, these guys are playing for their fucking livelihood. Yeah. And Maude is taking her two dogs for a walk. Yeah. With like the risk that one of them fucking eats the golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> now... The reason that's an issue, because if the dog grabs the ball, you can replace it, but he's waiting for a ruling. So he doesn't know, like, that's why. But, like, right. But, like, so he showed <clears> it, like, Ryan French had that video, Monday Q. He had that video for, like, years. And he goes, by the way, this is Tom Kim. Like, now that you actually know who this player is, because when he was right. doing that Monday qualifier, he was a nobody. Right, right. Fucking <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Like you want good golf stories, like it, it's not following PGA Tour. It's not, or I'm sorry, it's not following the best PGA Tour players. It's not. Yeah. Well, that's why I think Joel Damon probably had the best episode so far. Homa would have a good one. Homa would have a great one. Yeah. Because his caddy's his best friend, and his caddy is fucking good too. Yeah. His caddy's nasty. Him and his partner went to like the US Am four ball. Oh wow. Yeah, it's crazy to see how good some of these caddies actually are, too. Well, some of them are just failed players. Right. So like Gino was actually a really good golfer. And it's yeah. not that I would think that like a professional caddy would be shitty at golf. Like, obviously, you have to be good at golf. But like when they were talking about Gino and his career, like I didn't realize like he was actually a really good golfer. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to a, a few things. Do you have the drive? Do you have the desire? Do you have the money? Right. And if you don't have those things, it's really, really difficult to play. Yeah. So it's cool. I'm I'm interested to see how the last few episodes go. Um, how was Sahit Sagala's episode? Because I'm looking at like who's in each episode. And Sahit Sagala has a solo episode? No, he doesn't. I think it's with uh, Mito. Oh, okay. Mito Pereira? Yeah. Okay. I think. They, they didn't, yeah, they just, they didn't list him on the episode. They only listed Tagala. They didn't list him? It's mostly about him. Oh, that's hilarious. Because yeah, he fucking, says, he fucking bombed at the PGA. Right. Yeah. He's, he blew it in JT1. He fucking knocked his, his drive into the water. Yeah, they cover, they cover Thagala. I'm sorry, Mito way more than Sahith. Okay. If it's the same episode. Yeah, I mean, it probably is. Because episode five is is um, Fitzpatrick and DJ, and then it's Finau and Morikawa in six, and then seven just has Thagala, and then episode eight says Rory and Cam Young. You know why it says that? What? Mito's a live guy now. Oh shit. That makes sense. Hmm. They've got to be so pissed. Because in that episode, it's like it's like Mito, Joaquin Neiman, and Carlos Ortiz, and they're all gone. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like the episode's already produced. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, I mean, I've seen some people talk about like, um, they would have rather it been chronological. I agree. Um, yeah. But then I wonder like, can you tell someone's story as good? Like, could you tell Joel Damon's story as good as you did if it, if it was a chronological show? Who was he with? No, he had it by himself. He was by himself. Yeah, so the way it would go is Scotty Scheffler. Hold on, trying to think. So Kepka and Scheffler probably would have been first because that was Waste Management Masters. Well, so or I guess when, when they it want it to be chrono, they want the show to be chronological. So like the episode isn't just Scotty Scheffler, like the episode is the the waste management. And then it goes to the Arnold Palmer and then it goes to the players. And then it you know what I mean? Like that the what I saw someone, I think it was um it might have been Lou Stagner who said it. Like he he, he wished it was chronological as the season went not like we'll show you basically jt's whole season because then it, it bounces back and forth so my only thing though they didn't show each player's whole season they kind of focused on one event so if you think about it you could have done chronological because most most of it started with the waste management so you could have done scotty Scheffler and sahith together then i guess you would have started with sahith and then done Scotty Scheffler because he would have taken you. No, Sahith and Kepka. I'm trying. I I don't have them all in front of me. Like I have to write this shit down. So Sahith and, and Kepka would be the first episode. Scotty would lead off with waste management, which he won, leading into the Masters. He would probably be paired with. Um, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Then. Mito, or uh, he could have been paired with um, Spieth because then it went to the Heritage. I think. Yeah, it did. So then Mito and JT would have been together. Then US Open, Joel Damon. Who won the... Oh, Matt Fitzpatrick. So Damon and Fitzpatrick for the US Open. Um... Open Championship, Roars, Roars for the Open Championship, Finau for the end of the year events. Yeah, so it, it doesn't work that neatly because then you got to go back to Roars for the Tour Championship. Yeah. But the last well, episode could have been a culmination. Yeah. Well, I think you would have had to have broken it up and not told like an individual story. Like, you wouldn't have told a, like a person wouldn't have been a spotlight. Like it would have been a little bit of everybody in each episode. If you go chronological, maybe some people wanted that maybe because they watched the F one thing and it maybe outlined the season a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe that makes more sense. I don't know. Yeah. I think that doesn't, that doesn't sound that stupid to me, but I no. think what they did was featuring the players. It allows you to get behind the players, but not the game. Exactly. And that's, I, I would agree with that. I think featuring the players shows you the behind the scenes stuff, has you like them a little bit more. 
but you didn't really learn anything about golf and how the PGA works. Which, you know what? You probably don't want to. That's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah. No, yeah. if I was the PGA Tour, I wouldn't want them going into that. Yeah. They would look so bad. <laughs> no, they would. No, they really would. They would look awful. Yeah. Because if the casual fan's going to look at it and be like, oh, so one of these players that isn't at the top, they have to pay all of their own expenses. They pay their own caddy and they can show up to a tournament and leave with nothing. Like, how does that make any sense? Like, yeah. I thought they were tour players. Like you, like they show up to work and you don't pay them. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. DJ tour definitely doesn't want that. Right. So, uh, well, I think we're about that time. If you want to start wrapping this up. I'd love to. All right. I have notes that I have to pull up. So I'd had CPR on Saturday, CPR training, which. Oh, yeah. Whatever. CPR is fucking stupid. <clears throat> um, now, I've done it. I've been doing CPR training since, I think, 2010. Um, and I think the one I did in 2010 was a one-year renewal and everything else about everything else since then has been a two-year renewal. So I have done CPR training. I want to say seven or nine times, one or the other. It hasn't changed anything since 2015. <laughs> Nothing has changed since 2015. Nope. Now, this is a pet peeve of mine. When they have these courses, they mix research with new people. Now, is it the worst thing in the world? No, but I also feel like with research, you could do it a lot quicker. It could be a lot briefer, yep. and research might actually get a lot more out of it. So, that being said, we go, and we have some guy... Not bad. He's trying to get the video to play. Doesn't get the video to play. So he just teaches the course, which is unbelievable because usually it's some fucking stupid ass video that I've seen a million 15, times, 15, 17, 19, 21, 23. I've seen it six times. Yeah, it's um, when the guy, the guy falls in the grass and the woman runs over. <laughs> I, don't know, I think it's like the airport usually, but whatever. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter. Um, so that same video, cause I've been doing the state, I've been doing the American heart association since 2011 so i've gone so 2011 was one thing 2013 they changed it a little bit and then yeah didn't was 13 they went to 15 and 2 oh they went to no breaths or something yeah they did no breaths for a while and then they for went two, back to 30 and two for two years and it's 30 and 2 and now because of covid they're like yeah you can just do compressions well, they also, they also, I remember from like back in the day, like even the first couple, they were like, if you don't have a mask or if you're not comfortable doing mouth to mouth, don't do it. Like if you don't have a, a valve. Right. And I'm like, okay. So if like, if you're just casually around and someone goes down, you're not supposed to actually give breaths. Yeah. Until like, and then if an AED shows up and it's got the stuff in it, then you give breaths. But again, it's like if you if like if if you and I are like going on a fucking flight and someone goes down, 
until the AED gets there, we're not supposed to give breaths, like direct mouth-to-mouth contact. Right. Um, So now there's some new people. So I don't, so it's, it's, I'm, I'm, cause I'm going to make fun of people in the class. This is what I'm about to do. <laughs> and I'm, I'm only going to, I'm not going to make fun of them because they didn't know what they were doing. I'm going to make fun of them because they think they're smarter than the, than the, the program. Like they think they know something that the American Heart Association hasn't thought of ever. The guy, the instructor's been teaching CPR since 1990. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The person in the class, attending the class, they're going to figure something out. So, some of the questions that arose. Oh, what if the AED backfires? Can you die from that? The AED's not going to backfire. It's fucking not. The AED, the technology of the AED, if you've never done CPR, the AED does not deliver charges Unless it reads that it should. Correct. So even if it should, and you as a dumbass somehow couldn't follow fucking picture directions, place the pads well, on incorrectly. It, it tells you what to do. It talks it will, to you. Yeah. If you put the pads on incorrectly, it won't, it, it won't, won't go. It won't do anything. It won't shock. Everything needs to be perfect for it to shock. Yes. So if the person has a heart rate, it will not shock. Correct. If they have no heart rate, it will not shock because that person's dead. Correct. If the pads are in the wrong place, it will not shock. If you now, the only thing that could happen is if you go, yes, deliver shock, and then you reach over the person and touch the person. Yeah. Then you could shock yourself and you would, then you will die in that case. But that's not the machine backfired. That's an operator error. Right. That's Darwin. The best part too is they were like, so what happens like if you are touching, like are touching the patient or the victim? You get 10,000 joules. He goes, you're dead. That's what the guy literally goes. He goes, you die. Yeah. He goes, because you just took your working heart and fucking fried it. Right. So. um, Now you have two people on the floor in AFib and no one to save them. (laughs) What if the AED backfires? Great. The next question that I thought was memorable. Guy starts it off like, hey, so like, what if like, you know, he's like, ah, you know what? I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Okay. If you don't know what you're trying to say, then don't ask the fucking question. What the fuck? How the fuck do you start a question with? I don't know what I'm trying to say. How about this? I'm telling you to shut the fuck up because whatever you're going to ask isn't going to make any fucking sense. How the fuck do you sit there in in an instructional class and go, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. How about you say fucking nothing then? Maybe, maybe start there. Nope. Can't help himself. And eventually was like with C with with it. He was like, well, what if you, what if like, uh, you like go into an anxiety, like, like, uh, situation and like panic. And the guy's like, listen, man, all I can do is teach you the best that you can. And you get enough reps in so that when the time comes, you can know what to do and when to do it. He goes, after that, freak out all you want. He goes, I've heard of, he goes, in my 30 years of teaching um, CPR, he goes, I've only had two students who had to use it. Or he's two students that have told me they had to use it. Right. Because we're not healthcare providers. So this isn't healthcare. um, Right. CPR. 
And he goes, and one of them had to go to the hospital herself because she was fucking so fucked up from administering <laughs> CPR. Like she freaked out, but she she saved the person. Freak right. then freaked out so bad that she had to go to the hospital herself. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, so he goes, that's what I'm doing. He goes, I'm training you what to do. Right. He goes, that's it. You do what I tell. He goes, you do the things that you're trained to do. No problems. He goes, after once that person's alive, freak out all you want. He goes, I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I don't know what I'm trying to say. Then don't ask. Yeah, don't ask. If shut. you don't know what you're trying to say, then shut the fuck up. That's where you start. Because your question's gonna fucking suck. And it did suck. Paul, what do you do if you like have an anxiety? I don't know. Not have like what, what? What? What do you want the instructor to tell you? Yeah. Hey, have you ever tried just not having an anxiety attack? Like we all know. Like if 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 you see someone go down and it's time to give CPR and instead you have a panic attack, well, apparently you're not helping that person. Yeah. Very simple. Very straightforward. So why the fuck did you ask? I yeah the those. Absolutely retarded one like what if questions are just fucking stupid. Oh, what if what if you get hit by lightning as you're trying to administer this this AED? Oh, you might die. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's the other thing. I think uh the guy, I mean, very direct. I can appreciate that. He's he said something like they were like, Well, what if you like, you know, what what happens when this? He goes, I don't really care. This person's dead. He goes, anything you do is just going to improve their situation. They're dead. He goes, they're already dead. Right. He goes, if you do nothing, they're gone. Right. He goes, so the best you can do is what, what you can to try to save a life here. Right. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good way to look at it. <laughs> they're already, yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, he's not wrong. No, he's not. He's not wrong. Last question. So part of the, um, Part of the course is choking or obstructed airways. Mm -hmm. So if someone's choking on something, what can you do? And someone asks, I guess there's like a, like a little suction thing. So you can put it over the person's mouth and pull up and it's supposed to suction the obstruction out. And he goes, he goes, okay, I've heard of those. He goes, I am not trained in one. He goes, I do not recommend using them. He goes, because they're he goes, the training's not, he goes, the training's not out there. There's not enough information. There's not enough research. It hasn't been used widely enough. We don't know pros, cons, anything. He goes, so I don't recommend you use something like that because I'm your instructor and I'm not trained in that modality. Uh yeah, a question. So how does that link like, how does that thing work? Bitch, oh he God. just he he just told you that he yeah. doesn't know. He's not trained in that thing. And you follow up with, how does it work? He doesn't know. He so just you told didn't you listen that. to anything that he said. Oh, but how, does, how does that thing work? That shit drives me nuts. Because that's like people that you can't have a com conversation with. Because they're, they're not actually interested in having a conversation with you. They just want to say whatever they have to say. Right? Like that, that dumb bitch was like, yeah, you know those choking things? Uh, yeah, but I don't know enough. Yeah, well, how do they work? Like, why didn't you just lead and say, do you know how those choking things work? Like, why Why do that? You clearly didn't listen to anything that he said because you had a question that you wanted to ask and all you cared about was your question being voiced into the fucking ether and you, you, asked, you made yourself look like fucking retarded. That shit drives me nuts. When it's like, 
Because I, I don't know. Maybe it's just it was because pro- it was probably it was probably the same person that asked about the fucking AED backfiring. Yeah, probably. But it's it's one of those things, and I don't know. Maybe if it's because like it's we've been doing this show for four fucking years plus, and like talking and conversation is a lot of what I do. Both again on this show twice a week for four four plus years, but also like my jobs. Like my last job, my current job, like it's all about communication and talking to people. And when I run across people that are like that, it just fuck, it makes my blood boil. Because it's like you're, you don't actually care about having a conversation. You only care about yourself and your thought getting voiced in the open. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know you said that you used to be a paramedic, but like, if you were in a fire truck and <laughs> yeah. there was like a fire, like, how would you get someone out of that building? Yeah, that, that's got to be one of my biggest pet peeves. Potentially the biggest is shit know. like that. And of course, you know, we could have been out of there in probably two hours flat, but you know, people just they just can't fucking help themselves. They really just fucking can't. Yeah. So two hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> Amazing. Which is better than three and a half. Or no, it's supposed to be three full. So we got out. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it was. Um, I don't even know now. These people. Is it just, just CPR or do they do first aid too? Uh, we did not do first aid. First aid. I was, was going to say, I think when I used to do the CPR first aid, I think it was four hours. Yeah. So the first aid people had to do a class earlier in the day. Okay. And then join up for CPR AD. Yeah. I remember the one time I had to go and get um we might have talked about it on the show. I had to go get trained in wilderness first aid. Um because I was running the outdoor education program and I was taking kids into the woods and like doing camping trips and stuff like that. And like, that was wild, like learning wilderness first aid is very, um, different, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's interesting. You basically like are trained to do all the first aid shit, but like literally with whatever you have in front of you, like there were a few, like, cause we did like some scenario stuff. And it was like, all right, so we were in a group of like, whatever, four or five people. And it's like, all right, um, Bobby just fell down and broke his ankle. Um, We have to get him. We were like, you know, in a park somewhere. And I was like, we need to get him all the way on the other side of the park, which is like 150 yards away. Like, what are we going to (laughs) do? So we were like pulling shit out of our backpacks to be like, we could use this. We could wrap it in. It was, it's just, it's wild. It's it's interesting to think of like because it's really scenario based, right? Like if you're if you're walking in the woods and you fucking bust your ankle, you know, the ambulance isn't cut isn't driving up the mountain to save you. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, <clears throat> but people suck. That is a uh, that is tried and true. You know, they, they should add that to the death taxes saying it's like death taxes, people sucking, and then 
add what you know a Matt Ryan sack on third down or you know like whatever whatever the thing you're trying to say is it should be this the the saying should be death taxes people sucking and then whatever you want to say um so dumb yeah <laughs> um all right so for my final thought um I played my first round of golf of the year on Thursday I've played 18 holes so, so I've, far this year. I've only played nine. I only got I got out Thursday. It was um it was probably like six. I think it got up to 66 degrees on Thursday. It's what it said in my truck at one yeah, point. Thursday I teed off maybe 1020. And it was 60 at tee off. So I wore shorts on Thursday. Yeah. I got out, I think I got out at like 230-ish. It was at the end of the day. I had nothing to do and it was a beautiful day. So I was like, fuck it. It's two 30. I've done everything I need to do. I, when I do shit like that, like that two 30 is a little early. Sometimes like when I'll do that, I'll try and go out like at three 30 ish, but I usually just take my work phone with me and answer whatever emails or text messages I get, whatever. But, um, I love also a tangent, I love when I do shit like that and I'm playing, you know, during the summer with whatever. It's it's always a fucking old white guy. It's like, oh, can't take work on the course. I'm like, yeah, man, unfortunately I got okay. us. So, well, technically I'm being paid right now. So I I am, I'm working. So fuck off. I, I, I golf because it, it makes me feel good and I enjoy it. So, uh, you can, you can fuck right off. Ugh. That that's that's another fun one. Oh, you can't take work on the course. All right, buddy. Um. So yeah, I got out. Uh, I got out last Thursday. Like I said, I think it got got up to like sixty six. Um. Finally, got to use my new clubs that you can see kind of in the corner right here. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the bottom of my bag. Um. Overall, not awful. Um, I shot a 49, which was, uh, what I think that's 13 over, which normally I would be extremely disappointed with, but I haven't played a round of golf since I looked it up in my 18 birdies app since November 23rd. Um, so from November 23rd to, uh, February 16th or 17th, whatever the fuck it was, um, I'll, I'll take. I'll take a 49. I made a birdie. Uh, I chipped in from the fringe on the par five. <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. And then, you know, I think my driver was actually probably one of the best clubs. I think driving and putting was good. Um, Would you play Chamawa? No, I played at Heather Hill. How are the greens? Fine. I mean, fine for Heather Hill standards. I was say because I uh, I do this nice thing in the winter. It's called max two putts. Well, yeah, I two putted every hole except for the hole that I I hold out on. So I because I ended with fifteen putts. Yeah, zero putt. Yeah, you must have one putted somewhere else. But I, yeah, whatever, regardless. Yeah, that's what I do is I putt once. If it goes in, cool. If it doesn't go in, I pick it up because I'm not putting these greens. It's fucking, it's a joke. Yeah. 
I think um I think around the green I actually did pretty well too. I have my my stats here. Yeah. So I had a couple drives that I hit like shit, right? Because so, the, the when I played, I think I only hit driver like four on four holes. Um, there's two par threes, and then there's a couple other holes. Like it just doesn't make sense to hit driver. Um, so actually, I lost strokes off the tee and approach, but I gained strokes putting and around around the green. What's that relative to? To to me to your, my your my skill level. Okay. Yeah. No. To Wait. Me, yeah, no. Your handicap or your, to, your it says my skill level. Relative okay. to my skill level. So a 17 handicap. Gotcha. Um, so so I gained two strokes putting. I gained like almost a stroke around the green. Uh, and I lost three and a half off the tee and five on the approach. So all in all, I, I lost six strokes. Um, but <clears throat> I'll take the plus putting and around the green. Like I said, again, for the first round, in February, since November, I'm all right with it. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's my final thought. I golfed. And then and knowing now also, I probably won't be able to play again until March because I looked at the uh, the weather and it's like, I don't see any more 60s on there in the next two weeks. Like tomorrow is going to be 58, but... I'm I'm busy tomorrow. And that's the that's the shitty thing about this time of year is that the weather needs to match up with my work schedule. Because yep. like during the summer, if it's like June or July, I can go out and play at four o'clock in the afternoon when my day's done because it stays light out until nine o'clock. So I can play, you know, I can play nine at four, four thirty and get it in. It's not a big deal. Um but this time of year, I need my work schedule and the weather to comply. And I am not getting out at 4.30 in February because it gets dark by 6.30. 30. Yeah. <laughs> so. 6.30. Does it even stay like that late? I think technically the sunset is like sometime around then, but it it gets dark. Late. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, I think that's it. That's going to do it for us. Uh, so thanks for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, click subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That's a fun word. Uh, like rate review, wherever you're listening. Uh, well, I guess like, and rate and review if you're on Apple and Spotify, uh, cause those are the only two you can actually leave reviews on. Um, tell everybody you know about the show. Thank you to mybookie.com. I uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. Also, thank you to grillyourassoff.com. Use the same promo code SarcasmPod uh, at checkout for 15% off your entire order every single time you check out. It's a multi use coupon over there. They're great. I uh, love me some grill your ass off. Um, you can get us on Instagram at SarcasmSpeaksPod. Uh, the Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks. The Facebook is sarcasm speaks. Website sarcasmspeaks.com. Then you go to the merch store, buy some merch, uh, get some shit with our, our logo on it. And uh, until next time, good night, everybody.